Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, you know those people that just make you smile when you think about them or talk to them? Well, Sam Asser, this week's guest on Relaunch My Life Radio, is one of those. She is an embodiment coach. She's the speaker and host of the Inner Experience podcast and supports both men and women to navigate their inner experience by unpacking beliefs, working through all of the heart stuff and living from the heart. Fasting was the catalyst for Sam to make some really major changes and relaunch her life. And she's literally interviewed hundreds of experts around the world on holistic health and fasting and learned that real change comes from within. This was such a beautiful episode, one of my favorite interviews so far. So I know you're going to love it. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever. And a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, I am just excited like a little kid to be having this conversation today with the beautiful Sam Asser. So Sam, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're in Sydney at the moment. How are you today and what's the weather like there? I'm excited to chat to you as always, Juliet. So thanks for having me. Uh, it's beautiful in Sydney at the moment. It's like going into spring, but it's kind of like teasing, you know, it's like, it's beautiful and you look outside and the sky's blue and it's sunny, but then it's a bit of a chill and, but tomorrow it might be completely different. So it's like a bit of a tease right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think, you know, one of the reasons that we get so excited when we talk to each other is there's almost like this un, un, unspoken understanding that we are such similar souls mm. on similar journeys, but in our own unique ways. Would you agree? I would. Like, I remember like the first time a couple of years ago when we actually first, no, I listened to you. I think I listened to you on maybe Mitch's, like my brother's interview he did. And when you guys used to chat and I was like, you feel like a sister. Like you f there's something in this, like there's something there that I feel. And then when I met you in person, I was like, just instant connection of like, I've, there's something that's going on in a past life or something. If everyone believes in that, because I feel yeah. like a sister energy. It's so nice. And it is sort of that bond. We don't get to hang out or talk that much, but it's almost just like knowing I've got your back and, and you've got mine and, you know, we've got a long life ahead and, um, you know, who knows what will happen and, and how we're going to help one another out. At some I love point. that. Yeah. So I want to go back a little bit because, you know, to give the, the people who haven't heard about you yet and understanding, you know, you, you run your own podcast, you're, you know, a coach and you're doing, you're committed to really doing things that scare you. But I want to hear your relaunch my life story. I want to hear about you leaving the nine to five paradigm behind and when that was and how that eventuated for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. And my journey started actually with fasting and I know it's like evolved uh, since then. And that's something that was a big lesson in itself. But I remember like when my life was that kind of on the hamster wheel of routine, uh, super structured, I kind of knew the next thing that was going to happen. You know, I was in a, I was in a job that it was great and it was comfortable. 
And then I had a beautiful relationship that I loved, but uh, I, there was like this like yearn for, for more, for more growth, for more something. And I just was so, I felt so settled and I was in one place and I it just kind of could see the way that things were going and heading. It was like, I knew that the next stage was, um, you know, going to be, following in the box that I really had been taught growing up. And there was something deep in me that was like, yeah, like I just know that there's something more and I have no idea what that looks like or how to even put my finger on it. But there's the, everything is pointing in the direction of me needing to try. And so things started to get hard. I started to feel disconnected from my partner at the time. I started to like want to adventure and go and travel. And I just decided like it just got too hard enough to six months months of crying, crying like every day on the way home from work and, you know, just feeling lost. I was like, well, I need to make the change if I'm going to, if I want to experience something different, I need to go head first. And so I did. And I left my relationship. I left the job that I was in. I went and traveled by myself and then I came back to Australia and I moved cities. And that was kind of probably the start of my um, kind of, I want to call it like a rock bottom moment because you almost think that might've felt like the rock bottom moment, but then it got worse mm-hmm. <laughs> because I pulled the rug out of what, you know, of beneath me of what I knew life was. And then as much as there was a, t- a, a kind of exhilaration that was involved in that, there was also this unknown that I've never experienced before. And this deep loss of identity and self and a disconnection that i was, was getting like drawn to my attention. And so I went like really deep into feeling lost and feeling unfulfilled and feeling like I had no idea what I was doing or why I was here. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. I wasn't inspired by life. And so I was in this state for a while. And I remember I'd heard uh, like maybe a year prior to this, this idea of fasting and how it can really, you know, have amazing health benefits and it can really cleanse you, but can really open up your mind to new possibility and, uh, you know, deepen the connection to self. And I just, I remember waking up one day and I was like done with feeling crap and feeling unfulfilled, but also feeling like crap in my body. And fasting was just like there, just like came from the back of my mind to the front. And it was like, you're going to fast. And I was like, okay, I'm going to fast. And I think it was the first time in my life I made a decision that was coming from my own like intuitive self or my own voice. It wasn't something that somebody else told me to do. It was just this thing that I knew I needed to do. And so I was so committed and I just did it. And I fasted for like seven days. And it was the start of that relaunching my life moment where everything shifted and changed. And yeah, so that was the beginning. And so fasting you know, for seven whole days, really, what did that bring up for you? What were, and I'm sure this is a, a couple of podcasts, you know, in yeah. itself, but, but what did you really learn during that seven days? What, what came up that maybe you hadn't heard or felt or, or been present with? Present. That's the word. It was like this thing that just brought me into the present moment mm-hmm. and it was bringing awareness to, how I was, how bad I'd been feeling up until this point mm-hmm. and then how disconnected to myself and how I just was completely avoiding and not acknowledging the stuff, even like physically, you know, like how bloated I was feeling and how not good in my body I was feeling and self-image and self-love. Like I didn't know what that was at that point. And so it, it allowed space for me to just be present 
and just start to inquire, like do a bit of self-inquiry. And so after it was, it wasn't until after the seven day fast that I was like, I didn't know how good I could feel until I could feel it. And then I was like, I want to experience more of this thing. And so then I started to meditate and sit in my, you know, sit with myself. And then I started to build such a deeper connection to food and to my body and wanting to actually nourish it with good things, which made me feel so much better. And then I started to organically do these things that were just uh, allowing me to feel better within myself, which then had a spiral effect on every single decision I was making. And it just made my, you know, made me go, I want to explore this fasting thing more. Like I want to deep dive into what this is because this is my, this is blowing my mind. And then that's when I began kind of like a side project, like a passion project of like interviewing um, all different people on fasting. And then that's what led me out of my nine to five and into where I am today. Mm. And so you've literally interviewed hundreds of different experts across so many different fields and interviewed people around fasting. And, and I guess I'm curious to ask you, you know, wh- what do you think the, f- the fear is that people have? Because I think initially when people talk about fasting, people say things off the cuff like, oh, I, I couldn't do that or I wouldn't want to do that or you're crazy or something like that. I mean, it's becoming a lot more accepted naturally because of the health benefits and because of people raising awareness like yourself. But why do you think there's that fear? I could say things like, you know, we're taught about um, always needing to eat and, you know, all the meals and all of that stuff. But I want to talk on a different thing, which I feel like is so much more important on where I come from. It's like we um, we numb ourselves in society these days. Like people don't want to people do whatever they can to avoid something that they don't want to feel like any discomfort. So whether that's through Netflix, whether that's through eating, whether that's through addiction, whatever. Food is a thing that we use to numb how we're feeling or deal or use as a comfort thing. And I think the the fear that shows up when people go, oh my God, I couldn't do that. Oh my God, I couldn't go without food. It's like there is so much unknown and uncertainty in what they're going to experience that they don't even want to think about that. <laughs> and so yeah. I believe it comes from there. It comes from just a deep place of of the unknown, which we're so, so scared of, which rightly so, like the unknown is a scary place, but there's so much of that that shows up when we, when we, when we, there's a new concept that we haven't thought of or tried before that instead of actually trying it and see what's on, on, on the other side of that, like sitting with an emotion or sitting with something, something in discomfort, instead of actually doing that and then talking about it from the other side, there's almost just like that, oh, nope, see ya, going the opposite direction. Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. And my voice has gone there. That's interesting. So, you know, numbing how how we're feeling, it being, I agree, you know, one of the biggest issues in society. And it's almost like, you know, it's just so easy to just keep that distraction, keep that distraction until a point. And it sounds like for you, that real yearning for growth that was the catalyst then for you to delve deeper into this stuff and, and, and really get real with yourself and where you were at you know, it's created this amazing pivot where now you're able to create such a big difference and and have a ripple effect. And I know that you say that you're committed to doing things that scare you. And so I guess that whole notion of everything we want is on the other side of fear. If people are saying they're afraid of doing it, then that's probably the perfect thing for them to do, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a reason why we say I'm afraid 
to do that and we bring it up. Like it's not even when I started to really get committed to doing the thing that scared me the most, it wasn't, it's not everything profound. It's not like doing all of these crazy fasts and things. It was like, I'm really scared to send this text message to this person. Like it could be as simple as that. And I was like, so I'm going to sit here until I send this text message. And yeah. sometimes I found like I was living my life with sweeping so much under the rug because I could get away with it. Like no one would notice, like I didn't have to, you know, no one really is looking at what I'm doing, but I was, wasn't being like fully authentic with, within myself. And so I would get away with things and not show up fully and, and not do the things that scared me and not level up the way that I know I could, because I was doing those things like, Oh yeah, that sending that text message to that person actually scares me, but you know, no one's going to know if I send it or not. So maybe I just won't. Or like saying no, when you want to say no, like, you know, I'd, oh, I just, I don't want to make that person feel a certain way. So maybe I'll just go and do that thing, even though I don't want to. So it was like where I just started to show up like that, like saying no or sending the thing that I didn't want to send or, you know, doing those things it doesn't have to be profound. For me, it was just a commitment to whatever the thing was in the moment that made me go, oh, and I know it to be true. Like that thing where I was like, I know this is where the direction that feels most in alignment, even though that, that feels scary, I'm going to move toward it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and that then like dissolves the energy of fear that's surrounding it. The moment you make that decision to step through it and walk through it. And so do you think that, that kind of, that, numbing then when people feel fear or they feel resistance or they feel like a gut intuition no this isn't the right thing do you think because of all the numbing everything just kind of feels like a no i think it feels like an i don't know yeah like the amount of people that will say like you ask them you know like oh how do you feel or what's going on for you or why do you think that's happening i don't know i don't know yeah. and i think it's just this protection mechanism for I don't want to feel, or I don't want to go there. So it's not even a yes or a no. It's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to find my yes or my no, because I'm not willing to just sit in that discomfort for a moment. Hmm. Yeah. So tell us then about what has, we'll talk about your podcast in a moment, but then I think this is a really good segue for you to explain a bit more about your three E's. Mm. So through the process of what we what I found in fasting, working with people in fasting and interviewing, you know, hundreds of different experts is that there was a really core theme throughout each. And that was that there was just a disconnection to self happening. And so a lot of the experts would say, you know, yeah, fasting's great for this and this, but also the person has to be connected to themselves. They have to be, you know, un they have, they, they always would bring up some sort of spiritual connection. And I found when I would be working with someone in fasting, like it was never about the health thing or the fast thing. It was literally about bringing people back to their heart, bringing back, bringing people back to how, how to find their yes, how to find their no. And so I, I really discovered that the three E's were, uh, they were developed because firstly, we want to understand how to express. And I think fasting was an element for us to peel back layers upon layers upon layers that are in the way of us being able to express, being able to find that inner self, find the things that light us up, find our yes, find our no. And fasting was just one tool that I've used to get to that place. You know, people could find it in meditation. They could find it in plant medicine. They can find it in whatever their yes or their no or, you know, feels good for them to be able to access that point. 
but expressing is just something that a lot of people struggle with. Like I totally struggled with it. Like that time, if I go back to the before the relaunch my life moment, I did not know how to express properly or articulate how I was feeling or, you know, like even understand how to know. And so I think for me, I, I find that so important and valuable in having different tools or having different ways in which we can just strip back the layers and get back to the core of who we are and be able to express from that place. So that was my first core pillar that leads on to emanate, which is learning how to like, what is the thing that allows the dance to take place? Like, how do we, how do we be motivated to be that? How do we be more mindful? How do we do these different things in life that allow us to find our own unique dance? And then embody, which is the key to all things, which is like, yeah, we can understand this. We can learn these things. I can listen to this podcast. I can go, yes, I want to do that. But then actually doing it then changes and rewires our nervous system. And that's where the true transformation takes place. So expressing and getting rid of the stuff in the way of, our, of, of learning who we are and realizing who we remembering who we are and then finding our dance of that's unique to me and then actually going and doing the action or taking you know or moving forward or you know sitting in meditation or actually what I call doing the work because then you start to embody it and that's how you start to live from that place and show up in as that person mm-hmm. I think so often we hear um, that we'll go to a weekend thing and, you know, f- I learn all this stuff. And then I just go back into my old ways. And so I, th- I really wanted to bring that full circle and really and say embodiment is key because that's where the transformation actually changes you or, or lasts. A hundred percent. And with the, the, the three steps sort of working together in that way, allowing people to also check in, well, which one am I maybe not, not, fully flowing with right now and going, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm not really expressing myself and it's a nice kind of space to just be able to do some self inquiry or well, which of these three E's do I need to actually put some more intentional focus on and, and move into. And so then, you know, your podcast has just gone off with a boom this year. You launched it this year, I think. Yeah. 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 Congratulations. So it's called the inner experience podcast. Mm-hmm. So be sure to check it out. There'll be links in the show notes and um, you can, go and subscribe to that as well on iTunes and Spotify. And so what was really your intention for this podcast and this platform for you? You know what? My intention was literally like, I love talking. I love interviewing. I love asking deep questions and I love speaking to thought provoking people that are just where you can just have an epic conversation. And you kind of forget that anyone's listening. Like I literally thrive on that. And so my intention was like, huh, I really love doing this. And, you know, from my work in fasting and what we did with the fasting summits, like I got great feedback, like you're a great interviewer and, you know, whatever. And I was like, I feel like that. I feel like that's my platform. I might just start a podcast for fun because I want to have cool conversations. And I believe that if one person listened, then I feel like it could impact them in some form because, you know, if people are just real and honest and vulnerable and upfront, then I think people are like kind of craving that. And so I didn't even mean to start it with this intention of it being this thing that then inspired me to my next chapter in life and whatever. It was just because I'm so passionate about doing that, doing it. And it was really fun for me and brought me joy and lit me up. And I just would want to share that. And so that's how it started really. Mm, And it was, there was some resistance though with launching it. Tell, tell us a bit about that. What came Mm. up with, with launching your podcast? 
Actually, a lot was embedded in this. So I've, I, I really believe that we are constantly changing, constantly evolving and moving with that with flow is the best way to go. But sometimes there's obviously resistance because of all the different stories that we tell ourselves. Hmm. So at this point, as I was launching the podcast as a, you know, thing that I knew I just wanted to do because it lit me up at the same time, a part of me was dying, which was the part around, um, fast way to health, which was my previous business. Um, and it was all around the fasting and holistic health space. And that part of me was dying. And part of me didn't feel in alignment anymore. And at the same time as me launching into the inner experience, it was, uh, it it was, it was bouncing up against challenges because it wasn't allowing me to start it until I let go of the other thing. Yeah. Right. And so I have this thing where if something feels heavy in you, then you have to let it go even if it feels so uncertain and unknown, you have no idea what's on the other side of that because it allows space for the new to come through. Mm-hmm. And so I was in this space for so long because I wasn't letting go of a thing that felt heavy, which was my fast way to health business. Mm-hmm. And my podcast was like, well, we're not going to start until you do it. And so I was like, that was at the core of the problem. I didn't see that, but that was at the core of what was going on for me. And so instead it was bringing up all of my insecurities. It was bringing up, well, oh my gosh, this feels vulnerable. Like I've, I've recorded a bunch of interviews and they're, and they're, they're like real. And it's like no longer hiding behind a company. It's actually just me. And that feels scary and putting yourself out there. And so there was all these different things that were showing up. Then there was like challenge after challenge in terms of me, like doing it all myself and having to learn the ropes and having to like, it was just all this stuff. But as soon as I recognized that I needed to let go of the heaviness, then it it flowed and it just was able to start. Mm -hmm. But at the same time as me starting that, I was grieving. Like I was going through this death of something that meant so much to me, like something that had been, been the crux of the, you know, the catalyst of how I've gotten to where I am with this other, um, with the business that I started Mm -hmm. with my brother. And so I was going through so much of my own emotion and my own letting go and my own surrender and to be able to start this thing. And so that was probably the, the biggest transitional period that I was going through. Mm, I feel like it's, it's such a raw, uh, you know, space to put out. I, for some reason, I feel like it's almost more intimate than YouTube videos. Even though with YouTube, you get video and audio. There's something about the rawness of just the voice that I, I don't know, like sometimes when I'm recording the podcast, I feel like, gosh, this is so intimate. Mm. (laughs) And like you said, you know, we set up this interview. I've been wanting to interview you, but we also haven't spoken for a really long time. And so we were just going to catch up and chat. And I said, well, why don't we just chat over an interview? (laughs) That's, you know, exactly what you're talking about is just having an epic conversation and being able to have this this discussion and being able to open it and yeah if people are getting benefit from it and listening to it then I think there's honestly nothing more empowering in this world than hearing amazing people doing things putting themselves out there but understanding all the normal fears and obstacles and self-reflection and clearly the inner work that goes behind that as well that we often don't get to peek behind the curtain in and what are you noticing in in the world and I guess in the interviews you're doing about the the human side and the realness that's really starting to filter out into, into the world. That it's all moving towards heart work. Like people are just moving from this, from the heart now. And it's so important. Like it's so important. People want to, 
people don't want to be told what to do anymore. You know, like we don't want to be told what to do. We just want to, we already know what to do. We just need to get rid of the noise to be able to listen. I think something like a conversation like these on podcasts is where people are having more real vulnerable conversations. Like there's been so many episodes that I've now recorded with people where they take like, they, we go through my own stuff. Like we, they take me through into a vulnerable, vulnerable place where I'm working through some shit yeah. and it's like, so, but, and for me, like I've cried in episodes. I've been like, I've been called forward on episodes. I've been like, had all these experiences happen and someone will reach out and be like, that resonated with me. Like, thank you so much for your vulnerability because that helped me with whatever. Mm. And that is like, that, that's what I love listening to. You know, like I don't, I, I think so, so many people are struggling with the comparison game and, you know, we go on social media and we're scrolling through and we're not enough. And then somebody else is doing this other thing and we want to be doing that. And we feel like what we're doing isn't enough. And it's just this falling into this trap of comparison. And so when you get on and you listen to podcasts where people are just being real and being like, yeah, I'm trying, but Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering too, or I'm struggling with this. And they just been upfront and real. Then you can kind of go, Oh, like it's a permission slip for, for me to be who I am and for me to see that I'm not alone in this. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I've noticed sometimes though more frequent, more frequently lately that it's almost as if now advertisers and marketers are getting on the, Oh, you have to be real and authentic bandwagon. So there's almost like fake real stuff now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you noticed that? Yeah, I have actually. And I think you can tell. We can tell. Yeah, you can can feel it. Yeah, Yeah, you can. You can feel it, and I think it's. And I think that's also a part of why there's so many. You know, there's so many podcasts out there. There's so many coaches. There's so many whatever it is because people resonate with who they want to resonate with. Like they, that you can feel who is going to be the best person for you to listen to or to work with or. Or whatever. And I think that's important too, you know, everyone needs something different. Yeah, completely, completely. Now, one thing that you know about me is I really like to give the listeners that are listening to this interview something they can do, you know, something they can action or take away. And, you know, sometimes I'll give journaling little tips or actions or things to do. What do you sort of recommend? Because you've talked so much about really getting in tune with yourself and expressing and, and getting into what's real. What mm-hmm. would be a, an actionable step that you want to encourage the listeners to do this week that is going to help them to tap into what you've been really talking about? Mm, juicy. I love that. Mm. Um, one thing that I'm really loving right now, and I'm just going to share this tip, is to get out of the head and move into the body. Because as we do that, it brings us into the present moment. It helps us release any anxieties, any overwhelm, any stresses about, you know, the shooting all over ourselves. And it just allows us to be in the moment. And to do that, I highly recommend movement, like dance or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But dance is like the best way to get out of our head and just into our body. And for me right now, because I'm really exploring in like accentuating my feminine essence and being in that space, I'm doing dance that is slower, um, more sensual, more utilizing of like deeper breath into the body. But honestly, by doing that, it is, it is opening up so many portals of creativity and flow and expression that I've never experienced before and enhancing my ability to feel more pleasure in my body and more self-love. And so for anyone listening, I would, I would say explore that. Move, 
get it. Like even if it's five minutes, like spend that five minutes getting out of your head and just into your body and you might feel rigid and you might feel awkward and you might be like, why am I doing this? But if you just stay with it and stay in it and stay with your body and just keep practicing, you'll be so amazed with what can actually show up. Mm, and what you just said, you know, that's just all the head, which is, you know, us getting back into our logic, into our masculine, and it's just fighting that dance that's trying to take over that, you know, chaotic but beautiful, flowy feminine side mm-hmm. that's totally unstructured. So, okay, what would be your go to song to crank to help people to really get into that? Do you have a favorite? Oh, you have, song. Do you have a playlist that <laughs> I have a playlist. Yeah. There's actually a beautiful song called, um, called howling. I don't know if you've heard it. It's called howling. Um, R Y X dawn. I don't know. It's just this beautiful, like sensual. What if I send you the link and you can link it up and people can, <laughs> people can find it, but, um, please do, please do. Let's do that. Yeah. Because sometimes I, you know, I'm a big believer and I agree with you. I think getting into the body is so important. And it's like, when I'm looking through my Spotify playlist, I've got so many different players. I've got like, you know, sensual feminine dance ones, but it's like, I just can't find that one song that I can really just connect in with. And I think it changes mm. as we change as well. So I always love, love different ideas in that way. So we're definitely going to get that and put the link to the to Spotify, yeah. Spotify link to that for everyone listening. So, you know, before we wrap up, I would love to ask you what's, what's ahead, what's in the future for Sam Asa moving forward? Well, I've been so inspired by the work that I've been doing personally, but also the way that the inner experience has been unfolding, that I'm unfolding with it. And the inner experience, although it started as this side thing that I didn't know was going to be the cornerstone, (laughs) um, has turned into like the masterpiece of where I'm heading. And it lights me up like every part, like I literally just sat up straight. Like you can't see me, but I'm like literally on my knees now. Um, And it's the, it's where I'm going because I just really believe so much that no matter what's going on, we have to have a deeper connection to who we are and to our inner world. And if we want to, we have to go in to get out. That's what I believe. And so the inner experience is going to be unfolding. It's going to be expanding. Um, It's going to be collaborating. Um, It's going to be like integrating the dance of the masculine and feminine energies. It's going to be integrating men's work and women's work and just coming together we can all rise and really navigate our inner world so that we can create a more rich and fulfilling life. And that's where I feel it's heading. Cool. So looking forward to that. And, you know, I love plays on words. And when you were just saying inner experience, I was imagining it spelled in and then H-E-R experience. And it's really about getting into her, in her experience as well. So it's this really beautiful. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause you're talking so much about the feminine and bringing that in. And it's like, you're helping people really get into, in her experience and mm. that feminine energy and, and balancing that out within us. So that's, that's super cool. And I know that you're just going to continue to do beautiful things. And so there will be links to your site. If people want to reach out to you, definitely get on board with Sam's podcast as well. How often do you do your podcast? I do it weekly, every Wednesday. Amazing. Yeah. So you've got, everyone can listen to mine on Tuesdays and then back it up with Sam's every Wednesday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> people, say to me, people say like, oh, I hang out every week just to hear your podcast. And now they've got a, a one to, to follow it up that they can listen to. I love that. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for sharing your life and your perspective with us all. Um, is there any last words that you'd like to share? Mm, I feel that. I would just love to share like your 
like we always talk about, you know, like moving forward and doing these things and, and doing the things that scares me. And I really believe it's just about being brave with your life, but that looks different for everyone. And so, you know, your leap or your bravery or your scary moment might just be like stepping foot in a gym, you know, or turning on this song and starting to dance or, you know, getting out of the house for the day, whatever it is for you. Like it's, don't get trapped in the, in what, what everyone else is doing because your bravery matters and your bravery is different from mine, from yours, Juliet, from people listening. It's just whatever it is true for you. And, and, and I hope that this conversation is just has inspired someone to have a permission slip to be them and to do their thing that, that, that feels brave. And that's what I'm, I mean, that's what I care about. So I just want to share that. Epic. I think that is a perfect place to end. So thank you so much for being here up there with one of my favorite interviews today. So you, you know, you're not just an amazing interviewer, but you are a brilliant interviewee. So it's been really fun. Thank you so much and look forward to playing again in future. Yes, as am I. Thank you so much. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more and remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.